Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. We are talking about cold calls. We're going to give you some real time examples right here. Uh, let me introduce the man in the room. Ryan Paris is pronounced Paris, like Paris, France. That is how it is pronounced. It. Uh, he is the cold call CEO and a superhuman prospector. This guy is a legend. He is also the author of The Trust Call. Uh, so go ahead and pick that book up right now. I'm going to go ahead and drop that in the chat for you. Here you go. Uh, right here. You guys need this book right here. Go ahead and get The Trust Call. Ryan, I hope you don't mind me plugging your book right there. Uh, all right. Please. Before we kick things off, scan this QR code. Go check out sellbetter.xyz. Learn more about what we're doing and why we're doing it every single day. The Sell Better Daily Show is the only daily sales show that helps you sell better every single day. Check out our YouTube channel. You can get all our highlights there. We've been putting a lot of content out on YouTube lately. I want to give a big thanks to Gong. Gong has been a longtime partner with us, uh, recorded all of these conversations, collected all of this data, and is there to let us know what's working and when and why. And I just love the way they break things down. We've been talking a lot about selling to specific personas, and the CFO is easily one of the hardest individuals to sell to, period, the end. And if you sell to the CFO, you know that these guys are on another level. So we doubled down on tactics that actually sell to the CFO persona with confidence. I am dropping that link in the chat. You see it right there from Sell Better. Y'all, I will wait. Go get it. Okay, that was a good enough wait. Let me tell you a little bit about what you guys can expect today. You're going to see how these callers come in and handle objections. They're calling me. You guys know I have a lot of fun with it. If you've been to a cold call, live cold call session with us before, a mock cold call session with us before, hit me with a one in the chat. You're going to see how these people articulate their value propositions. This is an important piece for all cold callers. And then of course, you're going to get a lot of feedback from the expert in the room, Ryan Paris. Uh, Ryan, before we bring our first caller out, you said something in a post recently that I think struck me a little bit. You said, too many of us are going for the appointment constantly. And there are other te techniques that we can use. Setting an appointment is not always the goal of a cold call. Uh, let's take a look at who's in the room. Answer that question for me. What's, what's a better way, a better strategy? Sometimes you know, an appointment is the best thing to do, but you know, it doesn't always mean that it's the best thing to move the prospect to next steps. You know, depending on the industry, depending on the type of product or service, uh, de depending on the person that you're calling, it might may make sense to have more of a questionnaire that uh, draws out a little bit more interest, creates some exclusivity, you know, and some allure to what you do, uh, rather than trying to maybe have it feel like you're pushing a product. So this gives proper next steps for you to work and add to your pipeline without making it, you know, a networking call, if you will. Yeah. And I like that survey uh, call as well. I think that that is a different technique, something that would stand out to somebody on the other end, expecting you to pitch, but being like, hey, we're conducting this quick survey with people like you, right? You could still use the people like you. And I think that's great. Uh, and there's some industries that you mentioned that this functions really well in. So for those of you that sell into other industries that are not SaaS and tech, look, check this out, man. Look at all these SDRs in the room. Unbelievable. Shout out to you guys for coming to make yourself better. We appreciate it. Uh, okay. Talk to me about these industries. What industries does this function particularly well in? Yeah. You know, I think insurance can be really good for that. Now, I think there's some laws and compliance around insurance and finance, but I think that's really helpful because they can get inundated. You know, when you're selling insurance, you're calling these folks who handle this area of the business and they're getting inundated. So if you can go a different way, you can right. create a little bit different of an experience. Uh, logistics is big. 
uh, manufacturing is is big as well. When there's certain qualifications in order for uh, the you know company to be able to purchase a product or service, having these survey questions uh, allow that to get upfront without having to go through a whole conversation, have a meeting, and then finally find out you know this isn't something that could work. So there's a couple right there. Some good ones there. Uh, and I saw somebody in the chat right there. Uh, JC is working in the warehousing and logistics industry. JC, you can change your chat settings to everyone if you want everyone to see your chats. Uh, and that's good. We appreciate that. Let us know what you sell into. What's the industry that you sell into? Put it in the chat, Ray, or you might, might make a good connection here. Uh, okay, let's bring out our first caller. I would like to introduce everybody to Richmond Taylor to the show. Uh, Richmond is a former professional soccer player turned seller. What's up? Richmond. He sells sales engagement platforms to VPs of sales, sales enablement, and SDR managers. He's going to be calling into me, and I'm going to play the role of the SDR manager for Say What Sales Consulting. Are you ready to kick it off? Let's rock and roll, y'all. All right, here we go. Hello. Hey, this is Richmond with Conquer. How have you been? Uh, Richmond. I'm sorry, who? Richmond with Conquer. How have you been? I'm good. I'm, what can I do for you, Richmond? Hey, no, I get I'm catching you on the fly, but did I catch you at a bad time if there even is such a thing? Well, I've, I've got a few minutes, I guess. What's what's up? I hear you. I, I think, thank you so much for the time, and I've done a little digging on my end. It looks like you guys are utilizing Salesforce over there at XYZ. Is that right? Very familiar with Salesforce, yes. Awesome, man. I feel like everyone's using Salesforce these days, and most companies that I speak to invest into Salesforce to really create that central location for uh, their teams to work out of. Is that the case over there at XYZ too? Um, you said you, you're using, you're doing what now? No, what I was saying is most people that I speak to are using Salesforce. They recently got that to be a centralized location for their sellers to work out of. Is that the same case over there? You guys are not hitting that on the ball. Um, you know, I think we're in the process of that. If you work in the Salesforce industry, you're probably aware that uh, it sometimes can be a challenge to get everybody on board. Adoption is where we're at at this point. Yeah, I get that. No, it takes a little bit of a time to do that. It takes like, so with Salesforce, I've heard like two to three years at this point. What point are you on the uh, that adoption right now with your team? One more time, what company are you with? Yeah, no, so I'm with Conquer. I'll give you a quick little background for some transparency to you. We're a sales enablement platform directly housed inside of Salesforce. So all those calls, texts, all that outbound, inbound communication and all that data associated with that is all through the same platform. Now, it's reason for me to believe you're using some sort of tool to make your app on communication with. What might that be? Um, you know, I, this might not, I might, I might not be the best person to talk with about this because I don't manage Salesforce. I'm, I'm an SDR manager and I'm trying to get my SDRs to use this and I'm, I'm still sort of plowing through it myself. Yeah, I hear that. So you're really getting in the nitty gritty with Salesforce right now. And I get that. And I'm calling you for a reason since you're on the front line, you're in the trenches with your SDRs and BDRs, right? And what I sell impacts your roles quite significantly. And that's what I really wanted to bring it up to you right now. Um, just kind of what you're doing with your processes, since you fit a very similar ICP to a lot of the clients that we've already helped. And I got to ask a few questions for that. Does that sound fair to you? Uh, yeah, I, I've probably got about two minutes. Okay. Hey, instead of two minutes, let's do this. So um, we like to bring everything into Salesforce. And since you're really implementing this right now, and this is a sales enablement platform to make your sellers more efficient inside of Salesforce, then I think it'd be more, it'd make more sense uh, to really just steal 15, 20 minutes out of your time, as opposed to just talking you through this, because 
when my dad taught me how to ride a bike, he didn't tell me, he actually showed me. Uh, how does Friday at 2 p.m. sound for you to uh, for us to reconvene? I can do I can do Friday, but probably not 2 o'clock. I have an appointment at 2. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? Can you just send me an email with like a link or something? Yeah, no, I'd love to send you an email. And usually when I get that, people are just trying to brush me off. You know where those emails really go to. Uh, what I would like to do is get something set in there. Do you have your calendar open in front of you right now? I, I well, I do. I'm on the run. Okay, so let's do this. Um, so I'm going to send out an email. There's a counter link in there. It's going to give a quick rundown of what we talked about, the short conversation we had. But I do see there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of plugins we could do here. So let me do that. Give you a little synopsis, and we'll I'll put a placeholder for 3 p.m. Let's say, and we'll reconvene then. Does that sound fair? That sounds fair, and that's time. Hey, man, I got to give it to you. I threw a lot at you right there. Let's give him a big round of applause for not backing down. I gave him a lot of pushback. Uh, Richmond, uh, I don't want to say anything. I thought you did really well right there for what it's worth, but let's hear from the expert, Ryan. Give him some feedback on how he handled me. That was the first thing I noticed. You know, Richmond, you had something to say every time he threw something at you. So well done. I thought that was excellent because... Yeah, definitely. Everyone, round of applause. Because it's all about keeping that momentum on the call because who knows what, you know, James was doing, right? Like he could he could drop you in a second. So the fact that you were able to come back with something that kept the energy going and you're able to get to that next step. Uh, my favorite part of this is when he gave you, because I, I, in the moment, I was like, I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know what I would say. When you said that you were just an SDR manager, and this probably isn't the, the right person. You're like, no, you are the right person. And here's why. I think yes. it makes sense to speak with you. Massive. And I think that's probably something that's rarely ever talked about, that stakeholders uh, can be identified through a call based upon their involvement with what they do. And because cold calling is a very one-on-one -on -one engagement, you have to squeeze out every opportunity that comes in your face. Right. And so that's what you did there, which I thought was massive because many people would be like, oh, well, who's the right person to speak with? And you just lost all of that time and possibility for, you know, uh, uh, a new lead. Yes, sir. I will say great job. I felt comfortable giving you the, the pushback because, I, you know, I kind of felt like you were going to have something to say and you did not disappoint. One more time. Let's give it up. Uh, thanks for coming in, Richmond. We appreciate you. We might bring you back at the end here. Uh, so let's go ahead and move forward here. Uh, okay, Ryan, there was another post that you put out where you talked about changes in your cold call campaigns. And I liked how you broke this down because I think we get glued to a specific persona or a specific routine or a specific call script. And you were like, nah, when you're seeing things that aren't working, you need to be agile. Talk to me about the changes you made on this cold call campaign. So... Seth, Seth Godin talks about creating and shipping, and that's a method that has stuck with me for since I read that book that he wrote, which is essentially, you know, you got to create something, do something, get the feedback, iterate, and then ship something again. And I think it was that constant, continuous improvement that gets us to higher and higher results. Yeah. You know, with, with cold calling, 100% conversion really should be our aim, right? 100% of our conversions, 100% of our... DM conversations. How do we do that? Well, it's maybe an impossible feat, but in order to improve what you're doing, you have to look at, am I maximizing my decision maker conversation rate? Just like Richmond did, you know, am I converting hundred percent? And what are the things that are going to get me there if I'm not? 
So when you're going through these, you got to get that feedback, right? If you see that your product isn't relevant, maybe you need to change the industry a little bit. If you see that a lot of times you're getting people that have no idea what you're talking about or seem to brush you off and going through those steps to see if they are the right person that just doesn't work out, you might need to change that title. And then messaging, you know, the small little things in your script can make a huge difference. I remember we were calling for an IT company uh, in LA and notoriously hard to call for IT. And we would say, hey, this is XYZ company. And, you know, we're an IT business in LA. And soon after we'd end the call. So uh, we actually just changed the word. We're an information tech company that's local here to the area. And it would just allow us to get that much further to get into a value proposition because it wasn't a trigger word that got them off the phone. And it was only through calling in that specific marketplace that we were able to do that. And that's why getting that constant feedback, writing down, going back, implementing, and trying again is is how to make adjustments and have more success. Yeah, we always say that you need to become a scientist, right? One of those changes that you mentioned yeah. that I really enjoyed was that you started to get more direct mobile numbers. Of course, this makes total sense. As everybody shifts towards having that little box in our phone that vibrates and we eventually answer it, you're probably going to find that that is more effective than dialing into somewhere where you know you're going to have to get through that same level of gatekeeper or go through that same active directory to be able to choose the right extension. But they spelled their name wrong and so did you. And it's a nightmare. I'm curious for the folks in the chat right here. So look, the, the moral of that story is to be ready for change and change quickly when it comes to your cold call strategies, because you need to find what works best for your target buyers and everyone buys from somebody different. Let's ask this question, because I think this is a very relevant question. These are completely anonymous, so don't worry. Nobody's calling attention to your name. But what is the thing that you struggle with most when it comes to your cold calls? And I'm going to leave this open for a minute or so as I introduce our next cold caller. So let's bring him into the room. And I want to give a big, warm, sell better welcome to Edgar Dionico. What's going on, Edgar? Welcome to the show. Edgar is an account manager with strong communication skills, and he is focused on the social impact like staff augmentation over at Bloom. He sells to directors and heads of departments, and he also sells to the C-level executives, a particularly difficult person to sell to. He'll be calling me, and I'm going to play the role of the head of human resources. Edgar, are you ready? Let's do it. You got this. Let's make this happen. All right, here we go. Hello. Hey, James. Uh, it's just at Red Bloom. I'm calling because we work with Solstice and Blue Raven at, and their recruiting teams to save upwards $25,000 monthly and always meet their hiring quotas. Can I take 10 seconds to explain how we do this and see if it makes sense to chat further? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I wasn't expecting this call at this time. And when I saw the phone yeah. ring, I kind of added another call I was expecting. Who is this? Oh, it's, it's just Edgar at Bloom. I'm calling from Lehigh, Utah. Edgar and so, Bloom. Okay. I think I've I think I've heard of Bloom. It sounds familiar. Well, I'd love to explain a little bit more on what we do. See if it if it rings a bell. So we're a social impact staffing company. We are helping hiring teams get access to English fluent and talented people in emerging markets, joining their teams remotely with an average of ninety two percent on retention retention rate. Hmm. What we do to adapt those recruiting needs and help is kind of like what we want to talk about with you. I just want to discover a little bit more on your needs and how this could actually be a good fit for you guys. Could we talk about that a little bit further? So, so what, are, what are, I'm sorry, Edgar, what are you saying that you do? You provide resources for remote staff. Is that how I'm, is that how I'm understanding it? Specifically talent. Uh, okay. So you people. put butts in seats remotely. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. I love that. I love that way to put it. 
yeah, we get like college educated professionals that should do the job that people do for $20 an hour, starting at $10 an hour. And a lot of companies have been seeing a 92 retention rate from that. So with that in mind, I just wanted to know what, is, what are some of the major hiring challenges that you've experienced in HR? Oh, well, filling roles with qualified candidates is probably my number one concern as head of HR yeah. right now. Um, we do have several people that are conducting interviews. Uh, unfortunately, we're finding that the talent pool uh, often comes, uh, it's lackluster, I guess is probably the best way to say yeah. it. Uh, we have very high salary demands and very low qualifications, which make the salary demands difficult to meet. Look, it definitely rings a bell with some of the challenges that some of our clients used to have before they started working at the best. Because we get people starting at $10, $12 an hour for entry level or mid-senior positions. Mm. We get people that are going to be really happy about getting your positions. And, well, you could be saving up, up to $25,000 monthly with each like 10 candidates that you get through us. So we understand that you at your company, you have certain level positions that we have actually helped companies fill out. And what I'd love to do is just like set up a meeting with our CEO, Eric, so he could talk a little bit further on how we could actually get your goals to be met through our social Olympic staffing services. So how about tomorrow afternoon? Uh, well, so first of all, I, I you mentioned Eric, I do not, I do not control Eric's calendar. I can have a conversation with Eric, but I'm not sure that I will be able to uh, manage his calendar and get him to agree to a meeting. Uh, so, so t tell me again. So, t tell me again what the what the purpose of this call was. Why did you call me? Well, you as the head of HR, I understand that you have a specific challenges that could be solved through our social impact staffing services. Turnover is something that in the industry, it's a big thing and keeping people happy on their businesses could be a, a real trouble. Hmm. We know that sometimes it, it has to do a lot with money. People want to get paid a lot more. And we know that we're kind of like in this ah, middle recession where things feel kind of iffy. We get a lot of people that could be starting working at $10 an hour and that could relieve a lot of tension and turnover. I'd, I'd be interested in reviewing the folks that you have that start at reasonable ranges and prov prom promoting those to uh, Eric, if that's. Yeah. Sorry about that. What I meant is our CEO, Eric. So you can. Oh, your CEO. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, our CEO is also named Eric. <laughs> All right. That's time right there. Hey, I, I, I want to, I want to tell you that you did a great job keeping me on the phone. Uh, but I want to give it to the expert here to give you some feedback on how that went. Ryan. So the only, I loved the features and benefits that you were laying out. I thought they were very intriguing. They piqued you know, my interest. I was just like, oh, I'd be curious to learn more. I think the one piece of feedback I have for you is, you know, focus on selling that next step. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you piqued his interest a bit, you know, and then look to see how you can get that next step. And if it's an appointment, go for it. And depending on how he responds, you can back into other types of next steps that are still as quality, even if they're not the highest one we're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. What I saw was a focus on selling the product and see if he would be interested in it. But I sometimes it can be better to spark interest and then kind of keep the carrot on the stick going for the next meeting. But yeah, I love the fact that you did go through. Actually, your opener was awesome. I don't really think I've heard one like this uh, as much. I haven't heard many people talk about it, which is, you uh, went into your 
initial introduction, talked a little bit about what you do and then ask permission. I thought that was cool because a lot of times they'll say, hey, this is Ryan with Superhuman Prospect. And do you have 30 seconds I can share why I called? And I'm like, I, that's such a big question. I have no idea who you are, what you're doing. And you did a little bit more and then asked his time. And I was like, huh, okay, at least I know like the frame of mind I'm going to be in here, which makes it easier for me to commit to 10 seconds or whatever you ask for. I, right? Ryan, I agree with you. And that stood out to me too. Normally yeah. I get the, do you have a moment? And that's because people know that that's my opener. Do you have a moment before your next meeting? <laughs> uh, but I like that you were like, I, I'm calling from, and you know, we do this thing. And then uh, you asked me for permission. I, I did say yes. I, I don't think I could have said no and you know, uh, putting the show on aside. Uh, but what I also will say is that when you say it's just Edgar with Bloom, I think you should remove just from that sentence. Okay. And you should be Edgar with Bloom. Right? And that the reason okay. is because you're minimizing your your value on a subconscious level for the person on the other end of the phone. So you said, and you said it twice, when I asked you to confirm who you were, you were like, it's just Edward with, with Bloom. Take that just out. That's my biggest feedback for the opener. But outside of that, it was a golden opener. I, I was very interested to keep talking. <laughs> I think I know why you did that, Edgar. I think I felt what you were trying to get across with the just, but I, I agree with James. And it, the reason is because you're trying to make it sound like this isn't a big, this is not a big deal. You don't have to right. worry. This isn't some crazy call from somebody you didn't want to hear from. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I get that. Um, but I think, I think eliminate it first and seeing how that can potentially improve uh, the conversation and just getting feedback for yourself. No, I yeah, Edgar, thank you. I, I want to tell you, you did a great job today. Uh, let's give Edgar another round of applause. Brave callers here, yo. Uh, we are not here to poo poo on anybody. We are here to help everybody level up and hear real examples from real people that do this every single day. Edgar. Thank you for being so kind and sharing your time with us. Let's connect after the show, buddy. Uh, all right, let's keep moving forward here. We got some good questions from a couple of folks in the audience. Now is the time. Go through your questions in the Q&A section. This one comes from Avi. Ryan, what's the best tech that you've used for the most reliable tech that you've used for scraping mobile numbers? It's a great question. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, a variety of sources. I, unfortunately, I'm going to be vague in that answer. Um, and the reason is because you know, we build lists all the time for different industries for our company. And what we realize is one doesn't do it. So if you're in one industry, I would say test them out, right? Uh, test out the different uh, AI web scraping tools for LinkedIn or, or, or what have you and see which one's best for the industries that you need to reach out to. It's just it's harder for me to answer that since we work with so many. So what we do is based upon the uh, list that we're building, you know, we'll use databases and then fill in the blanks with web scrapers. That's a, that's good. I like that you're not you're not being too vague there. I think you're being specific without naming any names. I'm going to go the opposite direction and actually name some names. I use both Lead IQ and Zoom Info internally and I find them to be relatively reliable especially when it comes to mobile numbers. Uh, sometimes I think that we get so wrapped up in trying to power through a ton of dials. We don't care if they're gatekeeper numbers or generic, you know, front office numbers that we have to get through three or four people or some automated thing. I will prefer a mobile number over anything. And I find that those two products do provide quite a bit of verified numbers. Uh, so this one right here is interesting. Let's check this out. Uh, looks like a lot of folks are struggling with openers and transitions. Ryan, to help those folks out, uh, what kind of insights can you give for strong openers and then transitions like from the intro to the value proposition? I love this question. Um, I'm glad we get to talk about this because I think there's a lot of focus on openers out there. 
and which opener is right. And if I can just get the good opener, the rest of the conversation is going to take care of itself. Um, I think that's a fallacy. I think that that is hurting SDRs because there's not as much of a focus on a solid structure of a conversation, right? And so openers to me are really just about most of the time about you feeling better about getting into the call. Uh, In fact, I rarely use openers when I'm cold calling and like to introduce myself, be transparent, because I think in the very beginning, the person is just confused and trying to figure out what's going on. So if I can get them in that frame of mind to think in that I'm a salesperson and I have something that I'd like to offer you, I can actually, you know, build that trust more quickly and get into a conversation. That doesn't mean I don't use openers. It doesn't mean that at all. I just think you need to be very comfortable and confident with the ones you use and then work on getting to the next part of the conversation. That should be the focus. Yeah. Getting to so, that next step. <laughs> next step. That is that definitely the move. hundred percent. It might even just be the next step in that particular conversation, right? So transitions, there's a, there's a question we use in our, uh, we train our team on, uh, and it's an honing question. We call it a honing question. It's, it's somewhat of a discovery question, but it's usually right after the opener because I'm trying to get the person talking. So I don't necessarily want to ask a closed-ended question like, are you interested in learning more, right? And I also don't want to necessarily say, tell me about your marketing strategy. Mm. So how do you find a balanced question? Well, I like to ask them something just like James, you you recommended, like, are you familiar with Salesforce? Yeah. Are you familiar with this area or have you considered it? Yeah. I'm not asking if they use it. I'm not asking if to tell me all of your, everything about your company because I can get myself you know, pigeonholed somewhere. So I want to control that by saying, hey, are you familiar with this product or service or have you considered it? Are you familiar with outsource? What we do outsource cold calling and appointment settings. Are you familiar with outsource cold calling or have you considered anything like that before? Mm. Right? Because no matter what they say, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Great. Well, then this is going to be an easier conversation because you know what I'm talking about. Or no, well, that's, you know, partly why I'm reaching out is to help you learn to see if this could help. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that, that the opener transition there, yeah. That opening to transition and then transitions throughout the call are a skill set that every seller should be focused on if they pick up the phone. If you're an emailer and a social person and that's your MO and you avoid the phone, you know, hey, pick up that skill so that you can complete the trifecta and really be effective using all the channels. Uh, last question here, Noel. How do you handle a person that says no to your request within the first 10 seconds? Probably the biggest problem that cold callers have is the soft brush off. How do you handle it? Yeah. If someone says no in their first te- 10 seconds, I mean, this can be a very tricky situation. I'm, I'm curious how we, we got to that point. So if they're not hanging up with they said no, well, they're still on the call, which is interesting to me. So if they're saying no in the first 10 seconds, I'm like, okay, you know, I'm, I completely understand and happy to end the call. But are you saying no to, you know, the fact that maybe you can't purchase anything right now? Or are you saying no to this product? And listen, if they're like, no, we don't want this product. I'm like, okay, well then this isn't a good fit. Move on. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know what what you can do to to change when if they're saying no to you in that in that first couple of seconds, other than just respectfully maybe ask them why. Uh, that would uh, be you know what are you saying no to? Yeah, I I like the clarification around what they're saying no to, but sometimes I will say, all right, well, hey, thanks for your time, and then I just hang up. I'll call them in three days. The same person will be like, oh, that's interesting because my opener is different this time. Right. And I know the disposition, right? Were they aggressive with the way they said, no, thanks. Screw off. Right. Like I know these things so that I know who I'm about to call. Right. Like it's an important piece. Okay. Here's the deal. We want to thank you guys for coming out. I am going to drop 
Ryan's LinkedIn in the chat right now. Go connect with Ryan. Ask him a thousand questions about cold calling. This man can help you be the best possible cold caller that you can be. I want to thank everybody for coming out, spending time with us today. We know that there is a lot happening in our space and for you to take the time out and spend it with us does matter. You're going to get a survey right after this. That's going to let me know how we did and tell us a little bit about what you want to see more of, what you want to see less of. This is how we create content relevant to you. So uh, follow us on social. We've never met strangers, just friends in the sales space that we haven't met yet. Connect with us and check out our new website at sellbetter.xyz and follow me personally at Say What Sales. Ryan, thank you for spending some time and sharing your wisdom with us today. Thanks for having me. Great to meet everyone. Bye, everybody. Have a great day. Go get them. We got gotcha. you.